Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 40. Come, ye disconsolate, where'er ye languish. Here, health and peace are found, life, truth, and love. Here, bring your wounded hearts. Here, tell your anguish. Earth has no sorrow, but love can remove. Hymn number 40. scriptural will be given by Janet from Georgia. 1 Peter, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king, and above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that ye may exalt, he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Without whom would resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you, 
greet ye one another with a kiss of charity. Peace be with you all that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable one. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 214. O God, whose presence glows in all, within, around us, and above, Thy word we bless, thy name we call, whose word is truth, whose name is love. Hymn number 214.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. And we had the best one ever this morning. <laughs> they all seem to be getting better. I don't know. So if you missed it, please catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you will also be able to find it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 every Sunday morning. And that Sunday school is available to children anywhere in the world because it has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child of Sunday school age and you don't live in the area, please call us. We'll give you the number and we'll be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings, and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And here in Plainfield, we have a nursery available for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family when you, when you do come. We are going to have another Bible study this coming Saturday, February 6th. So check the website for study questions, and please join us. Saturday morning at 10 a.m. East Coast time. We have a vital website. In fact, we have several websites, some in foreign languages other than English. And it's uh, full of wonderful articles, services, hymns, songs and one of the things that is that I'd like to point out that's featured on our English website is a really beautiful article by Anne Herzog entitled Our God of Love If you've ever had trouble feeling God's love please read this article Our God of Love by Anna Herzog and we've been busy printing and mailing this week. Our January edition of our magazine, Love is the Liberator, has been printed and mailed to subscribers. It's also available on our website, plainfieldcs.com, if you prefer to look it up that way. And for those of you in Plainfield here, don't forget to pick up your February full-text lesson sermon booklet if you haven't done so already. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony from our textbook, Science and Health, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Annie from Virginia. From page 675, many physical and mental troubles overcome. Less than a year ago, when nothing but trouble seemed to encompass me, I was led to Christian science. My mother's copy of Science and Health was always lying on the table, but I scarcely ever read it. One day, however, the mental conflict was so great, I commenced reading in the hope of obtaining peace. Every day since then, my companions have been the Bible and science and health. At that time, I had a very serious eruption on my face, which had been there two years. We had consulted several physicians and used every remedy suggested to eradicate it, but they proved useless. I had given up all hopes of its ever being healed, as the physician we last consulted pronounced it tuberculosis of the skin and incurable. A few weeks after I commenced reading, I was amazed to see it almost healed over, and today my cheek is perfectly smooth while the scar is disappearing. 
In April, my baby was born with only the practitioner and a woman friend present. I suffered little pain, and the third day I went downstairs. I am able to nurse him, a privilege of which I was deprived with my first child. He is a picture of health, having never been sick a day since he was born. K-E-W-L, Mount Dora, Florida. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 10 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, love. The golden text is from Romans. Love is the fulfilling of the law. The responsive reading is from 1 John. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No, no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Florence will now read. I will read from the Bible. Jeremiah, the Lord has appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Luke. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bier, and they that bare him stood still, and he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all. And they glorified God, saying, That a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God had visited his people. Matthew, 
And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? They say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Mark. And there came a leper to him beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and said unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. John, herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Romans. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. If God be for us, who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. First Peter. Be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be catchers. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips, that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are opened unto their prayers. First Corinthians. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, 
it profited me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity wanteth not itself. It is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things. Believeth all things. Hopeth all things. Endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish For now we see through a glass darkly. But then face to face. Now I know in part. But then shall I know even as also I am known. And now I bided faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. Craig will now read. Science and Health. God is love. More than this we cannot ask. Higher we cannot look. Farther we cannot go. The vital part, the heart and soul of Christian science is love. Without this, the letter is but the dead body of science, pulseless, cold, inanimate. Love fulfills the law of Christian science, and nothing short of this divine principle, understood and demonstrated, can ever furnish the vision of the apocalypse. Open the seven seals of error with truth or uncover the myriad illusions of sin, sickness, and death. Love for God and man is the true incentive in both healing and teaching. Love inspires, illumines, designates, and leads the way. Right motives give pinions to thought and strength and freedom to speech and action. The depth, breadth, height, might, majesty, and glory of infinite love fill all space. That is enough. Human language can repeat only an infinitesimal part of what exists. The absolute ideal, man, is no more seen nor comprehended by mortals than his infinite principle, love. Divine love always has met and always will meet every human need. It is not well to imagine that Jesus demonstrated the divine power to heal only for a select number or for a limited period of time, since to all mankind and in every hour, divine love supplies all good. The miracle of grace is no miracle to love. Jesus demonstrated the inability of corporeality, as well as the infinite ability of spirit, thus helping erring human sense to flee from its own convictions and seek safety in divine science. The man of sorrows best understood the nothingness of material life and intelligence and the mighty actuality of all-inclusive God-good. These were the two cardinal points of mind healing, or Christian science, 
which armed him with love. The highest earthly representative of God, speaking of human ability to reflect divine power, prophetically said to his disciples, speaking not for their day only, but for all time, he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also, and these signs shall follow them that believe. The reputation of Jesus was the very opposite of his character. Why? Because the divine principle and practice of Jesus were misunderstood. He was a work in divine science. His words and works were unknown to the world because above and contrary to the world's religious sense. Mortals believed in God as humanly mighty rather than as divine, infinite love. Who is ready to follow his teaching and example? All must sooner or later plant themselves in Christ, the true idea of God, that he might liberally pour his dear-bought treasures into empty or sin-filled human storehouses was the inspiration of Jesus' intense human sacrifice. In witness of his divine commission, he presented the proof that life, truth, and love heal the sick and the sinning and triumph over death through mind, not matter. This was the highest proof he could have offered of divine love. Did the careless doctor, the nurse, cook, the brisk business visitor sympathetically know the thorns they plant in the pillow of the sick and the heavenly homesick looking away from earth? Oh, did they know. This knowledge would do much more toward healing the sick and preparing their helpers for the midnight call than all cries of, Lord, Lord. The benign thought of Jesus finding utterance in such words as, take no thought for your life, would heal the sick and so enable them to rise above the supposed necessity for physical thought-taking and doctoring. But if the unselfish affections be lacking, and common sense and common humanity are disregarded, what mental quality remains with which to evoke healing from the outstretched arm of righteousness? If the scientist reaches his patient through divine love, the healing work will be accomplished at one visit, and the disease will vanish into its native nothingness, like dew before the morning sunshine. If the scientist has enough Christly affection to win his own pardon, and such commendation as the Magdalene gained from Jesus, then he is Christian enough to practice scientifically and deal with his patient compassionately and the result will correspond with the spiritual intent. The poor suffering heart needs its rightful nutriment, such as peace, patience and tribulation, and a priceless sense of the dear Father's loving kindness. The physician who lacks sympathy for his fellow being is deficient in human affection. And we have the apostolic warrant for asking, He that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? Not having the spiritual affection, the physician lacks faith in the divine mind and has not the recognition of infinite love, which alone confers the healing power. Love giveth to the least spiritual idea, might, immortality, and goodness, which shine through all 
as the blossom shines through the bud. My weary hope tries to realize that happy day when man shall recognize the science of Christ and love his neighbor as himself. When he shall realize God's omnipotence and the healing power of the divine love in what it has done and is doing for mankind. The promises will be fulfilled. The time for the reappearing of the divine healing is throughout all time. And whosoever layeth his earthly all on the altar of divine science, drinketh of Christ's cup now, and is endued with the spirit and the power of Christian healing. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 32. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Brood o'er us with thy sheltering wing, neath which our spirits blend like brother birds that soar and sing and on the same branch bend. The arrow that doth wound the dove darts not from those who watch and love. Hymn number 32.
Let's now sing hymn number 374. We thank thee and we bless thee, O Father of us all, that e'en before we ask thee, thou hearest thy children's call. We praise thee for thy goodness and tender, constant care. We thank thee, Father, Mother, that thou hast heard our prayer. Hymn number 374.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material, he is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee, Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Amen. Mm -hmm.